Canto 10, Chapter 47 The Gopi Reveals Her Emotions The Song of the Bee Shri Shukasant When the women of Vraja saw him, the servant of Krishna, with his long arms, with his lotus eyes, wearing a yellow garment and a lotus garland, with his effulgent lotus-like countenance and polished earrings, they were quite astonished and wondered where this handsome young man came from and to whom he belonged who wore clothes and ornaments like those of Krishna. Talking like this, they all eagerly crowded around him who enjoyed the protection of the lotus feet of Uttama Shloka, the Lord praised in the scriptures. With due respect, bowing down before him in humility and shyly smiling with their glances, sweet words and such, they asked it him after first having taken him separate and offered him a seat, for they had understood that he was an envoy of the husband of the goddess of fortune. We know that you arrived here as the personal associate of the chief of the Yadus who, as your master, has sent you here to satisfy his parents. We really would not know why else he should have thought of this cow place. Even for a sage, the bonds of affection with one's relatives are difficult to relinquish. The interest in others, manifested out of self-interest, proves itself as friendship for as long as it takes. It is a pretense as good as the interest of bees for flowers or of men for women. Prostitutes abandon a penniless man. Citizens deny an incompetent king. Graduates leave behind their teacher and priests leave their attendants after being compensated. Birds abandon a tree rid of its fruits and guests leave the house where they ate. Animals leave the forest that burn down and a lover likewise leaves the woman he enjoyed to unite with. Now that Uddhava, the messenger of Krishna, had arrived in their midst, the gopis, who thus with their words, bodies and minds were focused on Krishna, put aside their worldly concerns. Without restraint they sang and cried in the constant remembrance of the youth and childhood activities of their sweetheart. One gopi, noted as Radha, seeing a honeybee as she meditated on the association with Krishna, imagined it to be a messenger sent by her beloved and spoke as follows. The gopi said, O honeybee, you friend of a cheater, do not touch my feet with your whiskers, still carrying the kumkum from his garland, the powder that rubbed off from the breasts of a rival lover. One who sends a messenger like you is derided in the assembly of the Yadus. Let the Lord of Madhu himself be of mercy with the women instead. One time he made us drink the nectar of his bewildering lips and then suddenly abandoned us like we were some flowers. I wonder why the goddess of fortune serves his lotus feet just like you, Obi. That must be so because her mind, alas, has been stolen by Krishna's chit-chat. O oh, Mr. Sixlegs, dear B, why are you singing so busily about the master of the Yadus in front of us who are old friends of this friend of Vijaya, Arjuna, and who left behind their homes? You better sing of his topics before his new girlfriends, 
the pain of whose breasts he now has relieved. His sweethearts will provide you the charity you seek. What women in heaven, on earth and below, would not be available to him who, so unattainable, can deceive you with his charming smiles and arching eyebrows? When the wife of the fortunate one is of worship in the dust of his feet, what then would be our value? Luckily, for those feeling bad about it, there is the sound vibration to be chanted of Utamai Shloka. Keep your little head away from my feet. I know you, you expert who as a messenger from Mukunda learned the diplomacy of flatter. Why should I make amends with him who, so ungrateful, has abandoned us, we, who for his sake in this life have left behind their children, husbands and everything else? Against all rules, he as a Rama, as cruel as a hunter, shot the king of the monkeys, Vali, was conquered by a woman, Sita, disfigured a woman driven by lust, Shur Panaka, the sister of Ravana, and, after consuming his tribute, as Vamana bound up Bali like a crow. Therefore, enough of all friendliness with that black boy who impossibly can be given up when we keep talking about his stories. Those ears are freed from all sins that just once enjoyed but a drop of the nectar of the pastimes that he constantly performed. Such a person is completely liberated from the duality wherefrom any personal, material sense of duty is instantly ruined. For that reason, many people here in Vrindavana, by therewith rejecting their miserable homes and families, end up wretched and, just like birds, practice the livelihood of begging. We, taking his deceptive words for true, just like the black deer's foolish doe-wives who trust the hunter's song, repeatedly experienced this sharp pain of lust that was caused by the touch of his fingernails. O messenger, I beg you, talk of something else. My sweet little friend, have you been sent back here by my beloved? Please ask me what you want. You are to be honored by me, my dearest. Why are you here raising in us these amorous feelings for him that are so impossible to relinquish? For is, O gentle one, his consort, the goddess of fortune, Shri, not always present with him on his chest? What a pity that the son of Nanda resides in Mathura now. Does he think so now and then of the household affairs of his father, his friends and the coward boys, O great soul? Or else, does he still talk about us, his maidservants? When will he lay his aguru-scented hand on our heads? Sri Shuka said, Udava, having heard how the cowherd girls were longing to see Krishna, in order to pacify them thereupon related to them the message of their sweetheart. Sri Udava said, You have dedicated your minds unto the Supreme Lord Vasudeva and are thus honorable to all people because you, O good selves, therewith fulfilled your life's purpose. By means of donations, vows of poverty, celibacy and fasting, sacrifices, using prayer beads, japa, studying and by turning inward, concentrating and meditating, as also by other kinds of auspicious practices, bhakti, devotional service unto Krishna is realized. 
the unexcelled standard of devotion unto the Supreme Lord Uttama Shloka, which by you good people fortunately has been established, is even hard to attain for the sages. To your great fortune, you have chosen to leave your sons, husbands, physical comforts, relatives and homes for the sake of that superior male personality called Krishna. By the wholehearted love which ruled you because of your separation from Adakshadja, O glorious souls, you have done me, the Lord and everyone, a great favor. Please, good ladies, listen to the message that I, for the sake of your happiness, as a faithful servant of my Master, brought to you from your beloved. The Supreme Lord has said, You women are actually never separated from me, ever being present as the soul of all. Just as all the elements, the ether, the fire, the air, the water and the earth are part of all beings, I am there as the union of all the elements of the mind, the life air, the senses and the natural modes. By means of myself I create, destroy and sustain myself within myself through the power of my deluding potency consisting of the material elements, the senses and the modes of nature. The soul, full of pure spiritual knowledge, which separately exists, free from the association of the modes, is perceived as the constant witness in the operations of deep sleep, dream sleep and waking consciousness. The mind by which one meditates on the objects of the senses constitutes a mirage, just as a dream constitutes an illusion when one wakes up. Staying alert, one should bring under control that what in the mind gathers from the input of the senses. Just as the ocean is the end station for all the rivers, this insight is the end conclusion of all Vedic literatures, analysis and yoga of all intelligent people, renunciation, penance, sense control and truthfulness. The fact then, that I, so dear to your eyes, am situated so far away from you, is according to my wish that your mind, that is subjected to attraction, meditates on me. The mind of a woman remains more absorbed when her lover is far away than when she has him present before her eyes. Because in the constant remembrance of me your minds are totally absorbed in me and free from all restlessness, you will see me appear soon. Those remaining here in Vraja, while I was sporting at night in the forest, and for that reason did not experience the Raza dance, were as fortunate to achieve me by thinking of my lustre. Sri Shuka said, the women of Vraja, hearing the instructions thus imparted by their beloved, pleased as they were to have their memories revived by the message, thereupon addressed Udava. The gopis said, Kamsa, the enemy of the Yadus, the cause of the suffering, together with his followers has fortunately been killed. What a blessing that Achuta at present lives happily with his well-wishers who therewith achieved everything they desired. O gentle soul, maybe the older brother of Gada, Krishna, gives the women of the city, affectionately revering him bashfully with inviting smiles and glances, the love that belongs to us. How can our darling, so expert in all matters of love, 
not be bound by the bewildering gestures and words of the city women, who just like us are also constantly of worship. And does Krishna, O pious soul, remember us? Does he ever mention us, village girls, when he freely talks in the company of the city women? Does he still remember those nights in which he enjoyed in Vrindavana, that place so enchanting because of the lotus, the jasmine and the moon? He, at the time, with tinkling ankle bells, danced with us, his beloved girlfriends, who glorified him for his attractive stories. Will that descendant of Dashara return to this place and with his touch bring back to life us who are tormented by the sorrow he gave rise to himself? Will he do that just as Indra with his clouds would replenish a forest? But why would Krishna come here? Now that he, surrounded by all his well-wishers, is happy having attained a kingdom, having killed his enemies and having married the daughters of kings. What purpose would there for us forest dwellers or for other women be to fulfill unto him the great soul and husband of the goddess of fortune, whose every desire is already fulfilled? He is complete in himself. The greatest happiness is found in non-expectancy. So even the unchaste Pingala stated. Yet, for us focused on Krishna, who very well know this, it is most difficult not to cherish any hope. Who is capable of forgetting the intimate talks with Uttama Shloka, he from whose body the goddess never moves away despite him not desiring her? In the company of Sankarshina, O Prabhu, Krishna, with the cows and the sounds of the flute, wandered through the different places in the forest by the rivers and the hills. Ah, time and again those places, carrying the glory of his footprints, remind us of the son of Nanda we can never forget. Oh, how can we ever forget him with our hearts being stolen by his lovely gait, his playful glances, his generous smiles and nectarian words? O oh, Master! Master of the Goddess and Master of Vraja, O Destroyer of the Suffering, O Govinda, lift Gokula out of the ocean of misery it is submerged in. Sri Shuka said, With their fever of separation removed by Krishna's messages, they thereupon worshipped him, Uddhava, recognizing him as Adakshaja himself. Remaining there for some months, he, singing about the topics of Krishna's pastimes, gave joy to Kukula by dispelling the sorrow of the gopis. All the days that Uddhava dwelled in Nanda's cowherd village passed for the residents of Vraja in a single moment, because they were filled with discussions about Krishna. Seeing the rivers, forests, mountains, valleys and flowering trees, the servant of the Lord took pleasure in reminding the people of Vraja of Krishna. Witnessing how confused and such the gopis were in their absorption in Krishna, Uddhava was extremely pleased and offered them all respect while singing the following. On this earth, these young coward women are the only ones of real success in acquiring a body, for they achieved the perfection of an exclusive love for Govinda, the soul of all, a love that is desired by sages, by ourselves, and by those afraid of a material existence. 
of what use would the three Brahminical births be for someone who has a taste for the topics of the unlimited Lord? What is one compared to these women who, impure in their conduct towards Krishna, wander through the forests? What is one's position compared to this stage of perfect love for the Supreme Soul? For the soul, who is of constant worship, even when not being very learned, most certainly the Lord directly bestows the highest good, the good that, being imbibed, works like the king of all medicines. The blessing the Vraja ladies during the Rasa dance found in the embrace of Uttama Shloka was not bestowed on the goddess on his chest, who is so intimately associated with him, was not his mercy for the heavenly damsels with their lotus flowers scent and luster, nor was it granted to any other kind of woman. Oh, let me be devoted to the dust of the lotus feet of the gopis in Vrindavana. Let me be any of the bushes, creepers or herbs there in relation to them, to those women who in worship of the feet of Mukunda, whom one seeks with the help of the Vedas, abandoned the path of civil correctitude and left behind the family members that are so difficult to give up. The feet of the Supreme Lord, where the goddess, Lord Brahma and the other gods with all their desires fulfilled, just like accomplished masters of yoga can only dream of, whereby Krishna, in the gathering of the Rasa dance, placed on their breasts, so that they, by embracing them, could overcome their anguish. I offer my obeisances again and again to the dust of the feet of the women of Nanda's coward village, whose loud chanting of Krishna's glories purifies the three worlds. Sri Shukasat Odava the descendant of Dashara, thereupon took leave of Yashoda, Nanda, the Gopas and the Gopis, mounted his chariot and was about to leave. But when he left, Nanda and the others approached him with various items of worship in their hands and said, affectionately and with tears in their eyes, May our mental activities be founded on Krishna's lotus feet. May our words be an expression of his names, and may our bodies, when they bow down and search, do so for his sake. May there, wherever we for our work have to wander to the Lord's disposition, may there, with whatever we do and give away in charity, be the attachment to Krishna our Lord. After the Gopas thus had honored him with Krishna Bhakti, O first among men, Udava returned to Mathura, the city that now enjoyed the protection of Krishna. After bringing Krishna his obeisances, he told him about the intense devotion of the residents of Vraja and next gave Vasudeva, Balarama and the king, Ugrasena, the gifts sent along for them. <laughs> 